Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's a special episode. It is that time of year again. We are looking at the Oscars and doing some predictions. Joining me this year is Kat from Shuffle the Pod and Latinx Lens. And we are going to talk about some of the major categories, some of the smaller below-the-line categories. Not every category, just because of time. But uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of categories and what we think will win, what should win, and talk about some stuff we think should have been nominated. So that is coming up in a second. Uh, Before we get to it, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser if you like what we do here on the show. And don't forget to follow us on social media at PiecingPod. You can also join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. So, uh, let's get into this one, and we will, as we always do on every episode of Piecing It Together, we will possibly talk a few spoilers, so uh, keep that warning in mind as we get into the conversation, Uh, but it's Oscar time, so you should have watched all these movies by now anyway, right? So, let's get to the conversation. All right, so it's that time of year. We've got with us... Kat from Shuffle the Pod and Latinx Lens to talk about the Oscars. Kat, how's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, this is going to be fun. It has been an interesting year, obviously, uh, a very strange year, but no shortage of great movies. And as as we were kind of just talking about, like just before we hit record here, like a lot of them are just getting to where like if we didn't catch them at certain screenings or whatever now they're all coming out like all of a sudden there's like so many things to watch and it's uh it's been it's been fun but hectic uh getting caught up on everything yeah i i i don't know i think in 2020 i was just watching more of my nostalgic viewings (laughs) that's okay (laughs) yeah yeah and then i i don't know it just for some reason and i usually am not like this but i would just see a lot of people watching these new ones and i just like did not want to watch them at all i knew they were gonna there were some that were good and all that kind of stuff but i was just like not feeling it and then like being on this episode it actually kind of forced me to watch some of the ones i hadn't (laughs) caught up on and then there were some good ones and there's some where i was like "Eh." (laughs) so um yeah yeah, but um, yeah, it was a weird year because usually I don't wait this long to watch like Oscar nominated 
movies. So um, yeah, definitely out of the ordinary. Yeah, for sure. Well, as, as I've done in previous years on uh, the the Oscar predictions episode, which usually uh, my buddy Chris Cranock co-hosts with me, um, but he obviously with the weird year that it's been, he has not really been uh, following along as as much this year. So I figured I'd reach out to one of my uh, old multiple time co-hosts on the show and get you involved. But um, we're going to cover most of of the major categories, a few of the below-the-line categories, and uh, what I always like to do, because of course I am a composer, I always like to kick it off with the best score category, and what is nominated is The Five Bloods, Terrence Blanchard, uh, Mank, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, Minari, Emil Masseri, News of the World by James Newton Howard, Soul by Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste. So Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross in there twice. Let's kick this thing off. What do you think should win and what will win? I think it's funny because I Minari was one of the ones that I just watched. And um, it's actually one of my criticisms of the movie. Like there's very few th- criticisms of the movie I have, but it was that the score is very heavy handed in places. <laughs> But mm. I I kind of think that um it I, I I really enjoyed it so I feel like as a score by itself um uh, maybe not in the way they used it I very much enjoyed it and then probably the one that will win Mank possibly because I mean Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross I wouldn't be mad about that <laughs> sure yeah. Well, I love the Minari score. I do think it should win. As far as like as a piece of music, I love it. So I do think it should win. Uh, what will win? I'll go with the other Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross score. I'll go with Soul. <laughs> um, that that's that's my guess there. So, what do you think is something that was left out that should have been nominated? I, I don't know if I'm being biased because I I think I love I'm thinking of ending things and I feel like it just got snubbed for many reasons but i still remember that very vividly like that music um so i feel like that should have been nominated just the way they used it um and it was very quirky and i don't know i i like that one yeah that is a great score um i i was definitely thinking about that one and it will be it was not nominated for anything i'm thinking of any things but it will it will end up on my list later for sure as most likely yours as well yes so (laughs) I'll put in for my should be. I, I was originally going to go with um, Gretel and Hansel uh, by mm. Rob, but that's such a long shot because it's just not the kind of thing the the Academy would nominate. So my more realistic option is the Mangrove score from the Small Axe series uh, by Micah, Micah Levi, and uh, that is just a just a beautifully done score. Uh, really cool percussion and just it's just awesome and really just helps move that story along so well and i'm sure there's so much uh with the format of the whole small act series that it really didn't end up you know ending up nominated for things i mean i don't even know what they eventually decided as far as eligibility is concerned but it it is one of the better scores though of the year i think Mm -hmm. so let's move on to original screenplay we've got judas and the black messiah minari Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. What do you think uh, should win? What do you think will win? I loved um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, It's probably one of my favorites of 
all the films that are nominated. And so I, um, I'm going to go with um, Judas and the Black Messiah for original screenplay. Um, mm -hmm. That should win. Um, will win. I really hope it's not the child of Chicago seven, <laughs> sure. but I have a sneaky feeling possibly, but I'm really hoping it's not. I'm going to go with, uh, should win sound of metal. I just think it's just, uh, absolutely a phenomenal screenplay. And that, that story is just, uh, so amazing. Um, I think will win promising young woman, which I think is a very interesting, you know, exciting uh premise and unique and interesting film but uh i i would definitely pick sound of metal over it as far as you know i'm i'm concerned for what i think uh is the best choice i i promising young woman i had been seeing a lot of social media like hype about it and that it was like you know shocking and everything and all that stuff. And I was really excited to watch it because I love Carrie Mulligan. I love Emerald Fennell because she, um, you know, the crown and just the fact that this is her first feature. But when I saw it, I have to say I'm not really a fan of the storyline. Mm -hmm. um, I like, obviously, you know, the feminist angle and all that, but I feel like it takes away, I don't know, I'm just not, I, I'm not a fan of it because of the fact that like, I mean, spoiler, but not really. Um, she, I mean, yeah, kind of spoiler, but I'm assuming people have watched these movies, right? Um, yeah. I don't like that she kind of knew that she would die, like she could get killed. And like, that was like her way of getting back at people. And I just found that that was kind of like, I don't know, I didn't like that. You know, like I thought that was like, you're gonna just die at the hands of this guy and then like get back at him. But you could have done so much more by living your life. And that would have been better for your friend who got killed you know what i mean like i just totally. i didn't yeah i didn't i i didn't like that and so i think just the hype and everything i thought it was going to be different um so personally not a fan of the of the way it ended um so i i totally get that criticism there and uh i i i kind of feel the same way to be honest so uh yeah but right on what do you uh what do you think should have been nominated Let's see <sighs> this is a tough one yeah, it is because a lot of the ones I liked are like adapted. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say, I guess, um, and I don't know if this qualifies for 2020, but I really liked, and, and maybe it's a 2019, you have to tell me, because like the timeline is so messed up that I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. But the the assistant, cause it, I, I don't know when that came out. Or um, I can also go with this one. I don't know if it's based on anything, but um, Bacodai, the Brazilian movie, I don't know if you saw it. I did, yeah. Very interesting movie. Yeah, I feel like that one was... I really loved it. It was like a crazy sci-fi, like futuristic, but also socio-political thriller kind of thing. So I feel like that was pretty original in my books. So I'll go with that, because I'm not sure about the assistant one. That might have been 2019. So I'm going to pick uh, Bakurai. And it, I don't think it got nominated for anything, so I was kind of upset about that, so... Yeah, yeah, I was kind of surprised about that, but I guess not. It is kind of a strange movie for the Academy, um, but it, it is a very interesting and unique film, and definitely worthy of the nomination. Um, speaking of the not being sure about what uh, is eligible for which year, <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go with maybe a controversial choice, but Sam Levinson's screenplay for Malcolm and Marie, which mm. I love that movie. I know a lot of people do not love it. Uh, it 
technically came out in 2021, but it was within the eligibility period, I'm pretty sure, for uh, this particular Oscars we're talking about. So yeah, that's my pick for original screenplay. I, I like that movie too, so I, I'm, I'm yeah. for that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So let's move on to adapted screenplay. Like we were uh, both kind of saying right there, there's a lot of really great picks um, this year to, to go from. Um, let's start off with what is nominated. We've got Borat, subsequent movie film, The Father, Nomadland, one Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. What do you think should win, and what do you think will win? I think uh, should and will win is Nomadland, because that was one of my favorite movies. Um, that was actually surpri- surprised me, because sometimes the movies that get a lot of hype as well are kind of like, eh. Um, yeah. And that one, I was I was like, why did I even doubt this? <laughs> um, <laughs> and it, it was one of my favorites. Like It's kind of my front runner for a lot of these that I hope win. And it was beautifully like written or adapted, um, you know, uh, because I feel like it was probably hard to adapt. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. and, and the way that uh, Chloe Zhao did it, like, wow, just like masterful. So I'm going to say uh, should and will win. Okay. Yeah, I love Nomadland. It's definitely going to show up in some of my uh, future picks here. But uh, I'm going to go with should win is The Father, which is a movie that just seems so, so difficult to pull off. And that that screenplay just absolutely works magic with the premise. And also, I would imagine uh, adapting your own stage play must be a difficult thing to like bring into a different, uh, you know, different kind of format. Uh, will win. I'm going to go with Borat subsequent movie film, which uh, <laughs> there's precedent for it. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, the Academy tries something a little different. And I think this is uh, an example of maybe them trying to do that. So and, and I'm sure Nomadland is going to win plenty. <laughs> yes, I'm not mad. I, I think I would agree with you on the father uh, pick as well, because that one actually blew me away to the way if and I think I liked it too because it it feels a little quirky, um, like in in a weird way. That's like a weird commentary, I think, because it's dealing with obviously he's he's um, like you know dementia and kind of losing his mind a little bit because he's yeah, what he the disease he has. But like I don't know the way it was done. It was really um, I really liked it. Very intricate and the way he like used the set to kind of like play in the mind it felt yeah. very i was like if charlie kaufman did not get nominated for best adopted screenplay i was like well at least this is like the closest one <laughs> right um, right and so my pick for should have got nominated or you know um is charlie kaufman's i'm thinking of ending things <laughs> yeah of course me me too uh we, we both have talked before on this podcast about uh how much we love charlie kaufman's work and i absolutely agree that i'm thinking of ending things it's insane that it's not nominated but um it is what it is you know these these studios they pick which films are going to campaign for and for whatever reason this one just wasn't one of them but uh you know, I guess props to Netflix, though, for actually giving Charlie Kaufman money to make a movie again. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I f- yeah. Oh, that was I-, I think he got snubbed really bad. Like he should be in this in, in this category. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And by the way, uh, to the point that you made, I do think the father um, and I mentioned this on uh, the piecing it together episode about the father. It definitely feels like something Charlie Kaufman would have had his hand in. And that's part of what I love about it so much. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't expect it to be that. I thought it was going to be like straight drama, and mm. I love Olivia Coleman, so I was like, I'll do it. And then like, and uh, but uh, yeah, it it surprised me as well, like that it was that like I don't know that kind of mind trip thing. But they did it well, yeah. especially with the fact that he's going through that disease. Like, what a brilliant way to like do a new angle on it. I think. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to best director. And we've got Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomadlands, and Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. What do you have for uh, should win and what will win? What should win is Nomadland because that was just seamless in the way she utilized the the interviews and or you know like the kind of the documentary style feel but it feels very cinematic in a way and mm. i don't know i i loved all her shots in this movie and it made it feel like like i said from from the story initially like reading it i was like oh this might be a little bit boring but the way she was able to make it so compelling and um yeah i, I i'm going with the uh, chloe Zhao for should win mm. will win i don't know i feel like sometimes they do this thing where they might give it to Someone who, um, I don't know, has David Fincher won before? Has he, or is he one of those that's snubbed? Um, I want to say that he's been snubbed. Without looking it up, I, I think he has not won. So I feel like this might be like a Martin Scorsese type thing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and so I feel like um, possibly he might win for, uh, for Mank, which okay. I love David Fincher, and I don't know if he should win for this one, but if there's a time to give it to him, maybe they're going to think it's this time. Okay, yeah, that that's fair. Um, I'm gonna go with should win and will win for Chloe Zha for Nomadland. Um, I definitely see your point though with the the David Fincher thing. I could see the Academy doing that kind of thing, but yeah, I think it's Chloe Zha's year though. I think I think that she's got this one locked up. And as we've been seeing, you know, I know these things don't always mean anything, but all of the like smaller awards and all that stuff they've all gone to her. And I just I think it would be crazy if she loses, but um, I guess we will find out. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. what is something that you think should have been nominated? Again, I'm going to say uh, Charlie Kaufman <laughs> because mm-hmm. that movie is just, it's just so good. Um, I know the story is just, I, I guess it, he suffers from just being too out there sometimes. And um, maybe at face value, people are like, what was that? I don't like it. But I think just every viewing you, you realize how much how good it is and so i feel like his directing and also the writing is sometimes um overlooked um and not appreciated so i loved like how he you know what he did in that movie so i feel like he should have got nominated as well yeah uh, he i i love it i love it so much however not my pick for the should be um as much as i love charlie kaufman uh, i i do think that the movie is a little bit uh for charlie kaufman maybe and for <laughs> yeah. you know the hardcore fans uh yeah one thing i one thing i noticed about 2020 is there is a lot of amazing uh, debut films, a lot of first-time filmmakers, and one of them that I think would have been great to uh, nominate was Darius Martyr, Sound of Metal. Um, mm. That film is just so amazingly put together, and just the way that it tells its story in a way that's like unique, and and it really is just firing on every cylinder from the from the sound design to the acting to the story to everything that comes together in that film. Uh, I just think it's just done so expertly, and uh, it's just one of the year's best. So let's 
move on to the acting categories, and we'll start off with supporting actress. We have Maria Bakalova for Borat Subsequent Movie Film, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yu Zhang Yun for Minari. Uh, who do you think should win and who will win? Who should win? I have to go with my queen, um, Olivia Coleman. I mean, she's already won, but I feel like she should be up there with those two-time Oscar-winning actresses. I think she would probably be, um, I don't know how many there there are, but um, maybe Julia Roberts and then Meryl Streep's won a few. So I think she's just as good, and I feel like if she should get it. Yeah. Um, but I think will win, and I think I would I would not be mad about this either. Um, Maria Bakalova, I mean, she's won some of the awards leading up to this. And I don't know. I think if you do that type of movie and what she had to go through, you deserve it as well. So I'm, I won't right. be I'll, I won't be mad with either of those. <laughs> that would be great if she won. Um, I I agree with your should win. Uh, Olivia Coleman definitely is who should win, in my opinion. As far as will win, I'm going to go with Amanda Seyfried from Mank. Um, I just think that she se- it seems like the performance that would get awarded especially in a supporting uh supporting category it just feels like the thing that would win to me and i I have nothing more than that to say other than just (laughs) it feels like it's gonna win um but what do you think should have been nominated yeah oh there was a lot of good performances i had to like make up my mind i wrote like a bunch of them and then i'm like i don't know how about you go first and then i'll i'm gonna finalize mine (laughs) sure sure well my my pick for who i think should have been nominated for this this was definitely a little bit of a tough one for me. Um, there, there, like you said, there's a lot of great performances this year, but ones that I thought like felt like they would actually get nominated, it was kind of a little bit tough to pick from. Uh, I'm going to go with Olivia Cook for Sound of Metal. Uh, I, obviously, I love this movie so much, and I love Olivia Cook. I mean, everything that I've seen her in, I just think that she is such a great actress, one of the best young actresses working right now. And I just think it's such a uh, strong and varied performance throughout the uh, the timeline of the film itself. And there's just so much to the character. And I, I just think that this would be a great place to uh, actually start recognizing her for the great work that she's putting in. Yeah, I, I did have her on my list because... Um... The sound of metal, like I don't know, it, it was it was like she wasn't in it the whole time, right. but I think when she did, I, I kind of longed for her. Also, I mean, Riz Ahmed is very good. I, I'm not saying that I didn't like watching him, but um, like she was very captivating on, on screen. I have to say, and I, I, it's she's one of those actresses like I, I've seen her before, and I had to like look her up because I was like, where where was it? Um, but I remember I always she kind of stands out in everything she does. Um, so I'm gonna kind of piggyback off you and say that one too. <laughs> Cool. You kind of helped me. (laughs) (laughs) Narrowing in on it. That that works for me. Um, All right, let's move on to Best Supporting Actor. We've got Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, Paul Rossi for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Who do you think should win and who will win? Should win is Lakeith Stanfield. I stand by my pick. I've, I've, I, when I saw that movie, um, I know Daniel Kaluuya performance is the one getting more of the hype. I think, but for me, what Lakeith did is was subtle, and it's really hard to pull off like that internal struggle. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I feel like 
Daniel Kaluuya's performance, obviously with Fred Hampton, it was more showy and very good because when they show that clip at the end and if you see those interviews, it's like it was uncanny. But I just have to say that, like, I don't know, something about Lakeith's performance of uh, of really um, like what that guy had to go through, you know, like what his character had to go through. And you can't show a lot, you know, because it's like he can't give away what he's doing. And so yeah. I really hope that like he should win, I feel like, in my opinion, who will win. I think it's going to be um, Daniel Kaluuya just because, I mean, he's equally as um, great. And I think maybe they're they're he's probably going to get it. And he has been winning up to this. So um, those are two my two picks. And I won't be mad about either. I'm just saying like, yeah, Lakeith's my guy and I hope he wins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love Lakeith too. He, he, he's awesome. I, I think it's kind of weird. I mean, I think all of us think it's kind of weird that he's up for supporting actor when it should be best actor, but that's a whole nother story. And who knows how these things work out the way they do. But I'm, I'm going to go with should win for Paul Rossi uh, for Sound of Metal, which I'm just so excited that he is even nominated. <laughs> I did not expect it to happen, but will win definitely Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, I, I think that that is the performance to be, and it is, uh, you know, appropriately great. And I will not be mad at all if he wins this one. Uh, what do you have for something that should have been nominated? Yeah, um, is Delroy Lindo considered would be supporting? Because I know he 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 got snubbed, or is he? I think most people like, are putting him in lead. Lead, okay. So, um, well, I would say maybe Chadwick Boseman for Defy Bloods because he was sure. supporting actor, and so I feel like um, I know he's nominated in, in the lead um, lead acting category. But if there was a time for him, unfortunately, you know, to be in two categories he definitely deserved that one so but that was a tough category to be honest like I'm I'm sort of not mad about who got nominated <laughs> yeah I'm glad you said that because uh I could not pick between four uh things that I thought that should be nominated that's how many I had on my list but uh Chadwick Boseman also I didn't have but now that you mention it I think was absolutely fantastic in the five bloods and it's hard to pick between those two performances which ones who uh nominate him for so absolutely I'm gonna go with and I'll mention the other three that I was considering, but I'm going to go with mm -hmm. Ben Mendelsohn for Baby Teeth, uh, which mm. is a, a underseen movie. I, I, I wish more people saw this movie, and maybe that's why it wasn't nominated, but at the same time, uh, that is part of the reason to nominate movies, is to get more people to see them. Uh, yeah. along, al along the same lines, though, uh, Michael Martin from Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets, which is a very unique, interesting, different kind of movie and absolutely worth getting in front of more people. Uh, also, Brian Dennehy in his final performance in Driveways, which is a uh, excellent little drama with a great performance from him. And then the last one, not as small of a film, but... If, if the point of a Best Supporting Actor award is for a performance that stood out and really kind of became something that everybody paid attention to the film for, uh, Robert Pattinson in The Devil All the Time, which is not <laughs> the best movie, but that performance, uh, I think, is going to be one of the things we remember of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's move on to Best Actress in a Leading Role. We've got Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrew Day for the United States for Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand in Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. What do you think should win and what will win? I really want, should win 
Vanessa Kirby. Um, I know Carrie Mulligan. Um, I mean, I think she's probably going to be my will win, but uh, or possibly for I'm, I'm kind of in torn because Frances obviously has won. I think she won twice. Um, uh, yeah, I think or, so. Yeah. So that could also be like she her performance is is amazing in, in Nomadland. But I just feel like, I don't know, Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, like that performance like talk about making a movie you know <laughs> and right. she i think that's the only nomination for that movie and she's since i've watched her in the crown um like i've always i remember watching her that first like the first scene she had as uh, princess margaret and i i remember being so captivated by her and like oh my like she's so good and i glad that she's getting these roles and like um people are acknowledging her and so i'm very happy that she you know given the performance she did in the movie like I, I hope she should win, but I feel like it might be Carrie Mulligan because it's one of those things again, like she's gotten nominated before and hasn't won. It could be um, the time for her sort of like it's becoming like an Amy Adams situation. Right. Right. <laughs> so um, if, if there's a time for her to get it, I think it would be with this movie. So she will win in my opinion. I think Vanessa Kirby is great in pieces of a woman. I just don't like the film that much. Like I think after that, truly amazing opening i think the film kind of falters so that that was my main issue with that but i do think she is uh she is great in it uh i think should win is Frances mcdormand for nomad land um I, I i think that she just creates a character that is its own thing but also fits in so well with all of the real people in the movie and uh I, I just think it's just uh, an amazing performance. And she is just, she's the best, you know? She's so damn good in everything. Uh, Will win, though, I think it's going to be Carrie Mulligan also. Um, I think it's her year for this. I think if Promising Young Woman doesn't take home anything else, I think it's that. Yeah. I guess the only the only reason I don't want to give it to Frances is, is because if I felt like I could, since she is Frances McDormand and you know who she is, it's like, I, I felt like I was watching Frances interact with the people, if that makes sense, like sort right, of like a very right. like documentary type thing. And so it took me out a little bit of it. Not not anything she did, but like, it's so good. But I don't know, I, I feel like I was not transport, you know, like I couldn't, just because I know who she is, it's it sort of like kind of went against her in my book, you know, but obviously very good. But yeah. So who do you think should have been nominated in this uh, category? Again, I'm really, I'm, it's like all these, uh, all these people that I, I love are from like uh, period pieces, <laughs> but um, I, I wish Rosamund Pike would have been nominated um, for I Care A Lot. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I loved her performance and um, I mean, she did win the Golden Globe, uh, although the Golden Globe is not the best indicator of who will win for the Academy Awards, um, yeah. but that would have been like my fun nominate you know nomination in 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 my book because she deserves to win i know she's gotten i think she's gotten nominated for i don't know if it's for pride and prejudice or maybe i'm making that up but she should um or gone girl maybe but um yeah i i think she was nominated for gone girl i want to say she was i i I don't do so much research for this show do i but uh uh but yeah i'm I'm not um, an oscars pundit i just go yeah Yep. I, I, you know what? People should just be happy. I'm doing an Oscars episode. How about that? (laughs) So, um, I, I will go with should be nominated. I've got a tie here and I could not choose between the two of them. Uh, that is Zendaya for Malcolm and Marie, which of course I mentioned earlier. I'm not sure exactly where it falls, but I'm pretty sure it would be for this year's Oscars. Uh, and Jesse Buckley, and I'm thinking of ending things, which, uh, as we've, 
Yeah, as we've mentioned, that movie is just completely ignored here, but uh, she is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, like we've talked about, you know, as you're re-watching the movie and realizing just what Charlie Kaufman is doing with these characters, uh, the way that she is playing that character that, you know, may or may not be what it seems, and there's just so many layers to it, and she just pulls it off just flawlessly. She's awesome. Yeah, I think um, I'm snubbing it myself because <laughs> I remember <laughs> watching that movie and thinking like both Jessie's should get nominated. And so, yeah, you're I, I completely agree with that one. She, I think, was overlooked um, in award season. And I feel like that could also be just because it was like that mid um, it was like in summer, right, that it came out. And I feel like pandemic times just made it feel like leading up to the Oscars, especially since it's like now in April it was just too much of a lag time maybe to build up the hype and continue it. And um, yeah. so, yeah, I think that that's a major snub. Yeah, you're right. Well, let's move on to best actor in a leading role. We've got Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, uh, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Steven Yeun for Minari. What do you think should win? What will win? This is a hard one because it's between two two actors who I really love and I'm so happy that they're doing so well and that they're nominated. But very close. I should win um, Riz Ahmed because mm. what he did in Sound of Metal was so good. And so I, I feel like he, he, he definitely deserves to win. Um, will win, I think it's going to go to Anthony Hopkins just because obviously what he had to do as well, he's just solid all the time. Just like, um, like you said, Francis McDormand and like, you know, their, lo their level of good is just like above everyone else's like, you know, amazing. So, um, yeah. I think he's going to win, but I have to say like also shout out to Steven Yun, who I hope would win. He's, I guess he's like my, my uh my honorable mention because i i have watched him you know since the walking dead and then um he was so good and like uh, sorry to bother you and then um well i didn't like his character as much in minari i think he played it so well so mm -hmm. yeah but i don't think he's gonna win this time well i'm having a lot of trouble with this category because I feel like should win is both Riz Ahmed and Anthony Hopkins. I think it's just, yeah. it's the most impossible pick in the world. If I had to absolutely pick one of the two, I'd probably go at Riz Ahmed, but it is just the hardest choice for me. However, I feel like will win is Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I, I yeah. think that they are going to give it to him, and I can't be mad at all because he is so damn good in this movie, and uh, I, I think it's completely deserved, even if uh, those other two performances were so damn incredible. Yes, I you're right. I think he, he probably will win, but I... I, I don't know. I'm going off what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think should have been nominated? Yeah. Although I'm not going to be mad if Chadwick wins either, obviously. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Should have been nominated. Like I, I had mentioned, cause I thought he was supporting, but Delroy Lindo, um, mm. it was a very missed opportunity to nominate him. And, and um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm still mad about that one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we all are. He's my pick too, for should have been. I, I, I don't understand. It's as if the Academy just has no idea what people are, are you know, rooting for, or they do, and they're just like, no, we're not going to do that. You know, <laughs> screw all of you. We're not going yeah, to do the thing or, you all want. 
Yeah, or sometimes it's just easier. I think they go off like the names and like it seems like, oh yeah, those are always like, like I said, solid acting. So they just go off that and maybe they don't even watch the movies, you know? <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, how can you like not wa- watch that and not nominate them? But yeah. What do I that, know? That, I'm not in. <laughs> that, that performance is just, uh, it's crazy good. And I, you know, every, all the real, you know, film fans will continue to talk about it for a long time. But um, yeah, I, I think that's, Maybe the biggest snub of the year, I would say. But that brings us to the final category, the big one, of course. That's Best Picture. And the films that are nominated are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. What do you think should win? What will win? Yeah, this one, I... (laughs) Don't mess this up, Kat. I know. (laughs) I'm going to open the wrong envelope. Um, (laughs) Should win. (laughs) It's it's between two, so it's going to be my should and will win. I think Nomadland is going to win. So that's my will win. Um, Mm -hmm. And should win is Judas and the Black Messiah because... I take into account um, like the rewatchability. Was it exciting? Um, was it fun to watch in the theater? Like I got to see this at the drive-in, um, and so it, it maybe I'm biased towards it because of that. Because <laughs> yeah. it just felt like, oh my god, this is this is awesome to see this movie, and like also that you know the soundtrack and like the performances with Lakeith and Daniel. Like it just felt like, yeah, this is a movie type thing. And then um, it's it's. Uh, like Shaka King's first directorial debut, like what a debut. Right. So I, I just feel like it was an amazing like piece of film. So I would like want that one to like should win, but I think Nomadland will win. And I also won't be mad about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Nomadland will win. I think that that is the, the clear front runner here and I'm torn as far as should win, but I think I'm going to have to go with Sound of Metal just because I, I love that film so much. And I just think it's such, such a great film for the particular moments of, uh, you know, post COVID and trying to kind of navigate a major life change and what, you know, things are going to be going forward. And I, I just think it's a really interesting film and really unique and beautiful film. But I think that this is a really strong lineup. I, I agree with everything you said about Judas and the Black Messiah. I could I could see that being completely deserving. I also considered The Father as uh, one of the best films of last year, which would be completely deserving. What what do you think is something that should have been nominated for this one? Yeah, and I'm probably biased because this is um, we did an episode of like um, the best international feature film on my podcast Latinx Lens. But I have mm-hmm. to say, when I watched um, I'm No Longer Here, which is a Mexican um, film directed by um, Fernando Frias, like I thought that was like one of the best movies I had seen last year, and I can't believe um, it wasn't nominated for anything, like especially for. Um, international feature film so i would have liked to see that because i think it is very much like cinematic it's universal even though it is a um, mexican film just the story is you can i don't know you it's like a one of those things that transcends and so i feel like if this is a best picture nominee like maybe it didn't get nominated for anything else but it could have got nominated for this you know but um the academy's I don't know the track record, you know, Um, and then uh, and then another one too. um, going by that same line is uh, La Llorona. Um, Mm -hmm. That one 
that one was just so good as well. And it was snubbed for uh, Best International Feature Film. And that one, it should have got nominated for something because what he was able to do with that story and take a, a well-known um, story that's like in Latino culture and, and, and kind of like adapted it the way he did. Yeah, I felt like it's good. But that's like the genre films that kind of get overlooked, you know, and um, right. Guillermo del Toro has been the one to kind of break through that. But yeah, there hasn't been much after that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought, if nothing else, I thought La Llorona was going to be in the Best International Feature. I was very surprised when it got snubbed there. But um, yeah, great, great picks. Uh, the one that I would put in there as a should-be nominated is the 40-Year-Old Version, um, a, a mm. film from Rada Blank that, on paper, just, I feel like it shouldn't even work <laughs> the way it is. I mean, th this middle-aged woman who is kind of moving from being a teacher to an underground hip-hop rapper, and uh, it it's just, it's kind of perfect, though. And it's a testament to her talent, both behind the camera and in front of the camera as its star, uh, the writing, the strong supporting cast. Uh, there's just so much going right in this movie. And it is, it's so many things all at once. A great music movie, great inspirational movie, a great uh, kind of underdog type of story. Um, and, uh, you know, finding a new path kind of story. I mean, it just does a lot of things right and is uh, a really fantastic and fresh new voice, and I can't wait to see what Rada Blank does next. Yes, and then also just because to round it, uh, to bring it back full circle, also I'm thinking of ending things should have got nominated for this. One. Of course, yeah, that that goes. I, I th I th <laughs> yeah, because I, I think about it constantly, and I still like I don't know. We live in our little Charlie Kaufman. We would have a, we'll we'll do like a separate award show just for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm down for that. We will definitely have to do that sometime soon. Uh, yes. But right right on. Yeah, that uh, that covers the categories that we're going to talk about uh, here today. But April 25th, it's 93rd Academy Awards. I'm very excited. I, I I love watching award shows. I know it sounds you know silly to a lot of people to to still watch award shows, especially in this insane world that we are currently in and everything. But uh, I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. And Kat, thank you so much for uh, joining me for this. Why don't you tell people a little bit about what you've got going on? I know you just uh, relaunched Shuffle the Pod, and also what you got going on with Latinx Lens. Yes, you can uh, listen to me on Latinx Lens. Um, we talk about, we highlight uh, Latinx filmmakers and actors um, by choosing three of their filmographies and, and kind of dissecting it that way. Um, and then also we review films. So that's the representation part, making uh, film criticism more diverse. Um, and then with Shuffle the Podcast, it's kind of an extension of the the film site that I run, uh, shuffleonline.net. And we um, also just shuffle a bunch of different stuff, entertainment, lifestyle, music, um, wellness. And so I'm happy to be launching that again. It'll be bi-weekly. And yeah, I'm super excited for that. So if you want to if you liked what I said, then go listen to those. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone should go listen to those. And uh, I was just listening to the uh, the new Shuffle the Pod just before we got started. So um, everybody oh, cool. go check those out for sure. Uh, well, right on, Kat. Thank you so much for being here. And I um, hope to get you back for another Piecing It Together sometime soon. Yes, I would love to be back. Thanks for having me again. Hello everyone, my name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, Next Best Picture. 
Com. On our show, we explore all year long what is possibly going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. We do this by conducting interviews with people within the film industry, holding weekly reviews of the latest theatrical releases, and on our main show, where we dive into various different topics, answer your fan questions, and also do our best to explore Oscar history's past in hopes that it will tell us something new for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all of the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about the Oscars. We'll see if we were right about some of that stuff. Uh, Thank you to Kat for joining me for the conversation. Check out her podcasts, Latinx Lens and Shuffle the Pod. And uh, while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together. You can, of course, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts if you're not already. And if you like what we do here on the show, make sure to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And don't forget to follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And of course, most of all, more than anything, make sure to share the show with your friends because we love getting the word out to all new people to come check out Piecing It Together. Uh, we also have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post advanced content from Piecing It Together as well as bonus content and stuff from Awesome Movie Year and stuff from my music career. So lots of great content over there. It's patreon.com slash Rosen if you want to support the show and everything else I'm up to check that out so let's close this thing out with a piece of music like i always do and i know i played this on the show a few weeks ago but i'm gonna play it again because it fits the oscar theme uh this is a track called destined for greatness that i just put out as a new single it's available over on itunes apple music on spotify all the major digital music services you can buy the single or you can just stream it add it to your favorite playlist but this is a uh a cool triumphant inspirational type track so i thought it would be a good fit to play it again here and remind you all that I do have this new single out so check it out Uh, there's a new blog post on my website about it and the um, creation of the track which was originally the score for a short film so check out that blog that's over on bydavidrosen.com and check out the single on all the digital music services and this is Destined for Greatness we'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming out real soon
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.